There's no shortcut for hard work. Anywhere you want to go, it takes hard work. So sign up for some hard work. Welcome to the House Flipping HQ podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of wholesaling and house flipping businesses. The systems and automation that we discuss will help you build a real business instead of another job for yourself. From beginners to those doing hundreds of houses a year, we go deep into the details and strategies that are working today. And now your host, Bill Allen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the House Living HQ podcast. This is Bill Allen. And today I have an incredible guest for you guys, uh, a good friend of mine and another eight-figure member and one of the board of directors, Mr. Adam Ray. What's up, Adam? Hey, guys. Hey. Um, so I know that um, we did the interviews with the board. Um, we did um, a couple interviews and then I kind of skipped ahead to get to my team. So we've been running through interviews with my team these past couple weeks. And now you're hearing Adam at the tail end of my team. So I know, uh, Adam, you took a vacation. Uh, you got a little bit sick. We had a podcast scheduled and uh, we couldn't record it because you were at the hospital. Is that right? That is true. Yeah. E. coli from a Mexican buffet. So that was... <laughs> well, okay. How was the trip to Mexico before the uh, this incident? Oh, dude, I was there for a day before I got sick. But oh, it was. I mean, we ha we had friends come in from New York City. Some of our other friends with kids. We brought a nanny, and we went uh, to an all inclusive and just lived it up for a whole week. It was awesome, minus getting sick. So I came back, ended up in the hospital, but I'm all, I'm doing better now. So, okay. And yeah, so it's been like, it's been, you've been down for, for a while. I mean, I know it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I've been, I've been out of my business for almost a month, just working from my phone about 15, 18, 20 hours a week. So, I mean, but that's a gift. And then yeah. like four years ago, man, my whole business would have stopped if I was down. So yeah. So, it, we, and we've been trying to link back up. I think it was like two weeks ago. So you're in and out of the hospital. It's been pretty rough. Uh, I, you're still not a hundred percent. I said, Hey, do you want to postpone this? Noah, uh, I'm a trooper. Let's push. So, um, I, I th thanks for uh, taking the time and spending the time with us. So it's, uh, it's good. All right. So for those of you, uh, for those people who are listening, they've heard you, I think you've been on the podcast before. Uh, if not, then they've seen you at Flip Hacking Live. And then, uh, so why don't you just kind of take us back a little bit and tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and um, kind of a little bit of your history. Yeah. Um, I'm Adam Ray from Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I mean, I'm no smarter than the next guy. I just have modeled after people that have been successful and Bill Allen being the main person of that. And uh, yeah, I, I was in a franchise before uh, doing real estate and just found out very quickly that wasn't for me and, uh, and jumped out. I was making good money on my own by myself, but I didn't have any employees and I was working 70, 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week. Um, so I got around these people that were uh, talking about building businesses and hiring uh, COOs and, and sales reps and documenting and processes and all these different things that was a challenge at first, but truly helped me take my business to the next level. And, uh, and I'm sitting here today a product of of everybody that I've learned from and been around and have conversation with and so yeah I I mean to think like I could work 10 15 hours a week from my phone and make the money that I'm making now um it was unfathomable like three four years ago so that's where we're at we got a team of uh we've got a team of seven uh, we have a COO uh, two sales reps for acquisitions, one dispositions rep, uh, a project manager, a bookkeeper, and a lead manager. And we're about to bring on a second. So, okay. So, team of seven, and then what kind of uh, uh, what kind of numbers does it look like now? Like, what do you do in deal volume? Uh, and, uh, and where are you? Just Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs, Pueblo, Canyon City, Colorado. <clears throat> we do a little bit in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, right now. Um, we haven't fully rolled out there yet, but 
we'll get there at some point. Um, so yeah, we're, I think we're averaging about eight deals a month. Um, okay. So we're, and a lot of those are wholesale. Um, we're kind of stacking up the, the cash and war chest right now. Um, trying to make sure we're in a really good financial position. We've got, uh, we got 12 construction projects, active construction projects going right now. So we'll flip about 30 houses at the, by the end of this year, 30, 35. Um, and then we're always kind of picking off, you know, cherry picking rentals every now and then. So, yeah, I know you and I have done some, uh, like loans together for rental properties. I know you're buying a lot of those. So, um, that, that's great. And that's, you know, part of what you talk about a lot is, you know, kind of building that all of us really building that passive income and making sure that, um, our money works while we're sleeping, you know? So, and, uh, and I think that's, that's a big part of what, you know, the way that I look at my company too, is if I can work two or three hours a week, my paycheck comes in on Friday, the company's running, I'm making money. Um, it, it has almost become sort of that, like a little bit of a passive income business right now. And if you can work 10 or 15 hours on your phone, you know, there's something to be said for that, you know, going down with E. coli for a couple of weeks and the, the money's still hitting the bank and the deals are still getting done because we got the right people around us. So a lot of times, you know, it's not for everybody. Not everybody wants to build a big business like that, that runs without them, that has a lot of overhead and expenses and things like that. Um, but for me, I absolutely love it. I also love the fact that my staff who I just interviewed on all these previous podcasts are, they're reaching the financial goals that they had. We're building something that I, I never wanted an employee myself and now I absolutely love having them. Um, especially like all the ones that you've heard. I know if you've been listening, you're just, I mean, probably in awe as much as I am of, of the kind of caliber of people that we have and the ownership that they take in the company. So, uh, really cool to see. And I know I've met some of the people that, that work with you and they're in some of our Facebook groups and the mastermind. So I see them, um, diving in and asking questions and, and things like that. So I know you have a great team around you too. And that's the, th that's the thing I didn't know when I got into it is that like hiring and building a team is a skill set that has to be learned. And I had to go try, make mistakes. I'm coming from a very unique position and I needed someone else to be able to call and say, hey, uh, <laughs> I hired this guy. It didn't work out. Now he's competing with me. What should I do different next time? And <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think if you approach it as a skill that can be learned and over time you'll get to a spot where you can build a business. I think anybody can, they may not want that. They may not want the people headaches and you can build a different business altogether. Um, that doesn't have that. So, yeah. And that's okay. Right. I mean, I, I by no means uh, it, this, a lot of what we do is about automating and systemizing our business. So it can, and, and really kind of building a company, you know, something that can run without us if we want. Um, and it didn't, don't have to, this doesn't have to be how it is. We have people in our seven figure group and even our eight figure group that are one or two man shows that just, you know, flip a bunch of houses and that's what they want to do. They really enjoy that. Uh, for me, it's just, I like the systems and automation side of things. I like, I like the, I like seeing people make more money than they thought they were going to make and, and reach, reach limits that they, they never thought that they would reach and, and things like that. Like really just, I don't know, kind of like change their mindset a little bit inside of the company. So just seeing what's that? Like leading people into their fullest potential. That's it. And I, I mean, I, it's funny because, you know, five years ago when I got on that call with Andy McFarlane and I said, I never want to hire anybody. I'm afraid to be responsible for putting food on other people's table and you know how far that you come um, just a few years later. And now I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I mean, we have ads running all the time. Um, I'm, we're, we're, our nanny is leaving to go to England to study abroad for nine months. So the past week I've been interviewing replacement nannies for us and our family because I travel so much for the Navy and for this uh, real estate coaching company and, and also for my real estate business. So it's, uh, and we like to travel for fun too. So it's, uh, I, I'm gone a lot. My wife needs some support around the house. And I know that when you were hiring a nanny, you asked me, hey, uh, what does that look like? Uh, should we do it? My wife is really struggling with this idea of, of getting some help around the house. And, you know, even we just had some support there. Like I said, hey, I went through the same thing as you. I know what it's like. My, my wife is struggling with that same thing. But once they come in and they see what's possible and they see that, hey, 
I'm not a bad mom if I just need some help or I need to go get my nails done for an hour just to get some downtime. Or like my wife, funny enough, works at Starbucks part-time a couple days a week to go socialize with people. She makes like, uh, I don't know if I should say it on the podcast, but she makes less than the nanny does. <laughs> She's working. So it actually cost me more money for my wife to go to work. But I'll tell you what, it is. It, she loves it. She's happy. And when she's happy, I'm happy. So everyone's happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I remember the first, I think was, was Detroit, Michigan, the first meeting that you attended the first seven figure meeting? Yes. Was it your first one. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, I just, you know, before this, I was trying to remember the first time that I like really spent time with you. I got before Nashville, but I didn't make Nashville. So I went to a six figure event and then I went to uh, Detroit. Okay. So the first time that I really feel like I spent time with you and like got to know you, like the power of Adam Ray was at that meeting in Detroit. And I remember it because you were in my group. So we split, we split up into kind of different rooms and there's somebody that runs the room that day. And uh, Adam, you were in my group and I just, I, I didn't really know a lot about you before that. We hadn't gotten to know each other, but I remember you getting up there and spending like 30 minutes talking about what you do. And it was just like, I can still remember some of the things you talked about. Like, there, frankly, you gave me a hedge fund manager's phone number and I sold him a couple deals here in Nashville. So um, just that comment that you made in that phone number that you gave me in the email address has made me like an extra like $40,000, by the way. So um, it's just kind of the power of those kind of rooms. And this was your first meeting, but I just remember the work ethic that you had was just like what you said. I still remember the quote. It was like, I will outwork anybody. And I was you were right. I mean, I, the, you were just burning the phones, you would make phone calls, you would talk to people, you would get deals done. And that was what you were really good at. And you're a phenomenal sales guy, which I've learned over time, um, about, you know, negotiating and, and talking to people. And, uh, it's, I mean, even right here, you can sit there and just kind of listen to me talk and be very good and not jump in where I have a problem doing that. So knowing your skill set, it's just, it was incredible to kind of see the potential of, I, I just could tell right then, that like, number one, this guy's already really successful, but how successful you could be kind of plugged in to some of these people and some of these systems and processes and, and just, you took it all and ran with it so fast and you, you went like light speed and faster than I've seen anybody go. So really impressive. And I still remember that meeting. It's just, I mean, you were you on the phone. I'm just, I'm going to outwork you. And I think that's, you know, that's some, my, I think that's my whole career. It's like, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the fastest. I'm not the wealthiest i'm not the whatever but when the chips are down i'm gonna i'm gonna be at the free throw line practicing i'm gonna outwork you i mean that's anybody in my market i'm not concerned like they can do whatever they want we're gonna work our butts off and do be the very best at what we do so that was kind of how we started and I think we're still doing that today, hopefully. <laughs> you know, I think that's I think that's a big thing when I when I look back at who's successful and who's not and who's kind of come through the doors of the mastermind group and who's really kind of blown it out of the water and who hasn't and people that kind of struggle with growing the business or getting to different levels or busting through that next ceiling that we hit all the time and they just kind of want to quit and give up sometimes and it's those people that have this like high work ethic this this like I'm going to outwork you kind of thing or this need to win or like some people might call it a, an ego. I like that word on the good side of ego, not necessarily the beating on my chest. I'm going to talk about how much money I make kind of stuff, but an ego where it's like, I want to win. I'm going to be the best person that I can be. Like you said, when the chips are down, I want to be the person who gets the ball. And those are the people I find a lot of times that are make really, really good entrepreneurs and they might not have the same skill sets. So like somebody who's really good with numbers and, and data analytics and as, as an engineering mind like me, and then we have like Ariane and Chris Lemire who are, are not like the most like upfront, like driven people in your face, kind of high uh, type A people. And then you've got the people who are really good in sales, but might, might not be good at some other things. And you have all these different people, but they're all incredible leaders and business owners because you know, they can adapt to be whoever they need to be when they have to do it. So it's like that guy on the field or gal on the field who they want the ball with like five seconds left, like the Michael Jordan of real estate investing, it seems. So my grandfather, uh, when I was, he's long since passed, but um, the one lesson that I, he always, always said was there's no shortcut for hard work. Like the 
there just isn't a shortcut. Like if you want to get there, it takes hard work. If you want to get there, it takes hard work. Anywhere you want to go, it takes hard work. So sign up for some hard work and know that, expect that going in and you'll be fine as long as you put the effort in. So, and it's panned out. So, you know, now that you're building a team and it's not you, so you will outwork everyone, right? I will outwork people. I know that the operational side of our business is so important, especially when we get bigger. We got to make sure that we're paying a lot of money for these leads. We're spending a lot of marketing. We got to be able to convert this stuff. So we, we kind of like, if I took the ball, I know that I can play in the last 30 seconds and you can too. So have you had any trouble kind of like finding people like that and building a team around that? And because a lot of people say, Hey, nobody's as good as me. Um, so what's that been like for you? Yeah, I think uh, for me, like I, the hardest thing for me to give up was the seller lead appointments, like actually going on appointments and getting somebody else out there. Um, and and realizing that like every time I'm doing that, I'm trading time with my family. So I, I have to be okay with somebody not doing it as well as me at first and then put the energy into a different type of work, like resources and training materials and teaching and coaching and leadership and all of those things. So, I mean, I've definitely had, uh, we've had, I brought on a COO, gosh, about five months ago now. So we're in the middle of some heavy turnover um, we, to be expected, I hear. <laughs> and, but it's all good, right? Like it's, it is, uh, it's stuff that needed to happen because my skill set is not necessarily holding people accountable, necessarily digging into this and trying to problem solve. Why didn't you make 120 phone calls today? Like, um, that's not my gifting. And if I found somebody to be able to bring in. And so I, I think as I've started to see that like we need high performers that have vastly different skill sets, there's room in this company for the same type of people um, that I'm used to, to seeing out in the, the field of competition um, to, to grow and to work underneath our umbrella. And so for me, it really was a mindset shift in understanding that like, I have to have a vision big enough for all of these people. And I also have to have um, the leadership capacity and ability to be able to pour into my key people so that they can pour into others and move our company in the right direction. And I do think I'm a big believer uh, that uh, the organization or the group of people takes on the some of the characteristics and core values and um, traits of the leader. And one of the things that trickles down, because it trickles down from the top, and you can't fake that. Like, you can't say, hey, we want to go this way as an organization and as a leader not do it. So it, it really is, you've got to be self-aware, introspective, figure out where you're going to go, and then communicate that. And that was the big mindset shift for me, is that I needed to be able to open up and share um, everything and try and pour into the people that are, are below me, but know that people aren't going to do it as good as me at first because they're not, they didn't spend 10 years in real estate investing, right? It's going to take them six to 12 months to get up to speed in certain skill sets, uh, but invest the time in other areas that are going to pay dividends years later. And now I'm working about 15 hours a week from my phone, having E. coli sitting in a hospital bed. But, you know, we just, I think we're going to close a $50,000 wholesale this week. And we've got half a million dollars in the flip pipeline closing in the next 90 days. And yeah, we've got issues. Like we're retooling the way that, you know, actively we're retooling the way that our, uh, our financial management and our bookkeeping works. And we're actively retooling how our project management works. So it's the work never stops, but it can 
it can let up in seasons. And that's been, that's been my journey in building a team. Um, and, and truly at first, the big hurdle for me, Bill, was I, I had this weird insecure ego, like in the bad way that I genuinely, I was hiring subpar talent because I was afraid to lead good talent. And so like at first, my first couple hires were like horrible, <laughs> horrible decisions. Um, and, but it, but it made me comfortable enough to be able to hire them um, and then learn some lessons and then, gosh, that didn't work. So I need to hire different caliber talent, be a little more choosy. Yes, I, I can lead. I'm going to learn. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to fall on my face. But if you're willing to get back up and keep doing the work, the work may look different forever, but there will always be work to be done and it's possible. So. So what do you mean by that? You took uh, so you were like sandbagging yourself. You were hiring some people that you, you knew were not good, you think, or you, it was just like inherent in you. Looking back, I think there were, I was afraid to try and like bring on a high caliber sales rep and be responsible for them. Like I was afraid that I wouldn't have enough to be able to put the food on their table. So I went with the subpar guy, even though the, the really great guy wanted to come work for me. I, I went with the other one, like literally choosing the other one and justified it to myself and tried to figure out, you know, and it didn't work. <laughs> and, and being willing to like sit in front of the mirror and like say, this is what happened. Like, how did this happen? And truly be honest. Like, that's the honest truth is like, I was based on my insecurities. I was on like intentionally hiring subpar talent, not necessarily like consciously, but looking back, like, holy crap, I could have made a lot of better decisions. And I learned some lessons that I paid a lot of money for. <laughs> and the lessons you pay for, gosh, you remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got that right. Um, but, I, you know, I think sometimes we have to make the, we have to learn those lessons, right? We have to make those mistakes. Uh, otherwise, we're not going to, we're not going to learn. Like I've, I've lost money on some deals. I've made some, some bad decisions. Um, but you know, I, I, I probably talked about it on here before, but as a flight instructor for the Navy, I, I fly with students still, uh, part-time. I got to go work down in Pensacola 60 days a year. And, uh, that's the minimum that I can work. And I go, I'm going down there tomorrow morning and I'll fly for eight days with students. And I want, we, we fly with the same student um, in the beginning. So you get what's called an on wing and you fly with the student on eight of their first 12 flights. You fly with them and you fly all the first like five flights with them. And then they go off wing for three flights and then they come back to you and you fly. Maybe it's nine out of 12. I think it's nine out of 12. And so I've had a lot of these students, they've never flown before. They've never flown high performance for sure. Maybe a little Cessna or something. And they come to you and I say in my first meeting with them, it's called FAM zero, our familiarization zero. So we're not going flying. We just go look at the airplane. We talk about everything. And I say, look guys, I usually, you get two at a time. You get two students and then you have, they, you fly them every day and then you, you'll, they'll go solo. So the whole thing is get you to go solo and pass your check ride, go solo. And I say to them every time, I say, look, I want you to make every single mistake possible with me. Like, I, I, want you, I, I want you to make mistakes. It's okay. It's good to make mistakes. It's good to fail. But if you make the same mistake twice, I'm going to be upset. Because it means you weren't listening to me and you didn't learn anything from the last flight or what you were doing. So if you're making, and it becomes intentional if you start making the same mistake over and over and over again. So go out there, make all the mistakes that you can. I want you to make every mistake with me in the cockpit instead of with your check pilot in the cockpit. So we'll get it all out of the way. Like I'm going to force you into bad situations. You're going to have to make decisions. You're really going to have to figure out how, how good you are. Like we're going to, I'm going to test you. Um, and it gets more and more difficult over time. But every time I talk to them, it's good to make mistakes. You need to make the mistakes. For us, what I think is cool in what we do in the mastermind group is, can someone else learn from my mistake without having to go through it and lose money too? You know, and that's where I think we really see kind of this, you know, you can, you can bypass, you know, get, get, a, get there a little bit faster, a little bit different, hear about some things that somebody else did, learn the, some of the shortcuts, some of the things that we've already spent our money on that we're doing that is working. But 
inevitably, you're going to have to test it inside of your market. You're going to have to try things in your way, inside of your company and your operations, with your checklists, with your people. And you're going to have to hire and fail and, and fall on your face a couple times. And so the interesting thing to me with that kind of like sandbagging, like I hired the wrong person, I get that question a lot. I feel like, you know, I don't have enough leads for this rockstar salesperson. You have all these rockstar salespeople now. And well, hey, guess what? I didn't have them three years ago or four years ago. I had a salesperson three or four years ago, but we kind of outgrew them now. So now we have a company that we can actually bring in that person who, like, I don't know how I would feel right now if I was just starting up my company and I have maybe five appointments a week and I've got somebody who's making $200,000 in an incredible W-2 position that has benefits and all these other things. And I, I say, hey, leave your company to come work for me. And, I, and so I can feel what that stress would be like as a business owner because, you know, when I talk about hiring a lot, it's we also have to sell us and our company to them. It's not just what does your resume say and what do you look like? Like, honestly, I just had two nannies come over the house uh, the past two days and meet our kids. And I'm like picking up a little bit. I want to make sure that the house looks okay. I also want to bring them in when it's a little bit crazy. So they see what we're really like at the like worst time possible. So they know what they're signing up for. Because I tell you what I don't want is two weeks into them taking the job saying, hey, this isn't what I want to do. So I, and I also want them to get to know us and understand us. And I spent just as much time talking about us and selling them on why they should come work with us than I'm asking them questions about themselves. So if we think about that with when we're hiring people in our companies, I think we really need to take the time to kind of look at what the business looks like today. Who, who can we bring on? And I mean, maybe that was kind of the journey that you had to go on to find yourself a little bit, to find the right people go through some of them, and then now get to the point where you have great people and, um, and they're kind of with you, right? Like, uh, so I, I don't know, I wouldn't be too hard on yourself, but. If I can boil it down, it's like my biggest competitor who retired last year, it took him like 13, 14 years to build his business to where it was. Um, and we've matched that in, we matched that by joining Seven Figure in under two years. So, I mean, I think surrounding yourself with the right people, having the right conversations and the right people to call who are in the trenches all the time, every day, like find somebody who's doing what you're doing and find a shorter path. Like we did it in two years. He did it in 13. Like that's the power of relationships and the community that is this thing. So yeah, but I, you know, one thing to point out there is it, it was two years, right? It was two years of the, oh, yeah. the, the no shortcut to hard work, right? So everybody wants to sell this, hey, yeah, we can, uh, you know, you can get to a million dollars in two months, no problem. Just come join our program, come in with us. Let's, uh, we, can, we can get you where exactly where you want to be, right? It's, look. And I turned on the radio. Uh, gosh, where was I? I think it was the last event. Oh, no, I got in the Uber. And the guy had on the radio in Boston, and it was uh, some house flipping radio ad. And literally, they, they were like, you don't need time, you don't need money, you don't need credit, you, you can just show up and, you know, we'll teach you how to make millions. <laughs> like, no time? Like that, I don't know that that's real. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what people want, but that's not it. Like you got to do the work. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, there, there's, I, I love that. Um, there's no shortcut to hard work. Like, uh, it's like, I, I feel like we put, you put, you pay your dues, you put in your time, you spend the time, you spend the money, you take the risk, you build your business and then, and then you get your time back. Like, yeah. that's what it is. I mean, it, I didn't, I was working in my business. I had a full-time job. I didn't have a lot of time, but any time that I had, I made the sacrifice to put into it. And I hired, I had some money, so I was able to hire some people. And I was able to hire one person to cover me on the time that I wasn't available when I knew I wasn't. So it's, it, it, that's what it is. And like, honestly, I, that's exactly what I want to do is like, how do we put those people that are doing those radio ads out of business? How do we, how do we get out there to the world and say like, Hey, look, this is real. Like, Look, we are, we do have companies. You got a company of seven. I got a company of 12. You know, we're doing a couple million dollars in, in profit. I'm making good money. You're, you're down in Mexico. 
you're um, getting the E. coli, unfortunately, and, and working 15 hours from your phone. Um, there are times where you don't have E. coli and are working 15 hours from your phone, and it's really nice. Um, I just got back from Disney World this last week. I spent a week there. I was able to pretty much turn everything off and go from sleeping like five and a half hours a night to eight and a half hours a night and really just relaxing and unplugging and just enjoying myself. And, you know, I did a podcast on gratitude and how thankful I am and grateful that we all are. And it's, it's really important to me to know, like, we worked really hard to get to the place that we are right now. So I have no problem enjoying it right now. And, and the people in my company and, the, and even, you know, the podcast that I did with Nate, my COO, you're hiring that person who knows what your ultimate goal is. Your goal is to not work, which means they have to work harder and be okay with the owner of the business not working and still making good money. And they have to want to make the owner of the business more money and not working. It's like, I mean, like, you got to get super clear on what is going to make you work hard. Like, I mean, there are some crazy people out there who, but I get up every morning and like, I'm thinking about two things and some people call it your why. Some people call it whatever, right? But like, you got to get super clear on it and make a decision in every moment and every day that you're going to do the work to get this, not that. And my mine is, I want to be able to travel three to six months out of the year to take my kids and experience. And like, if they're going to learn Spanish, I want them to be in a Spanish immersion school maybe not Mexico, maybe, maybe <laughs> Costa Rica, <laughs> um, or whatever. Right. But that's like, that's what I would think about every morning. And then like, I think about a W2 job that I had that was soul sucking long ago before. And I never want to go back to that because I, I hated it. And so those two things, I think about it every day. And that's what, that's why I work so hard. That's why I got up and tried to build a company and failed at it. That's why like when I think everybody that that's listening to this, what they don't see is that like every one of us that have succeeded in this business have had these like fork in the road moments where it's like, should I just throw in the towel? Like, should I just shut it all down? Should I, should, should I, what should I do? And like that where you, you allow yourself a second of self doubt and like we've all had those moments. Heck I, I've probably had 15, 20 of those in the last three years where it's like, is this all worth it? And then I remember the why every morning that I think about and it brings right back up and I allow myself to go down that road and say, okay, that's how you're feeling. But this is why you're doing this. So what do you want more? to feel comfortable or to have this. And I literally will ask myself that in those moments on that practical level. And that is the journey that I think people have to sign up for and can be willing to walk. And it's unique to them. There's not, there's no checklist for that, you know? So. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so Walter, Walter Bond came and spoke at our event last year at Flip Packing Live, and he's coming back in this year. And in his presentation, he said that it's okay to have a pity party. And he, I think he even started singing some Lionel Richie. And, uh, and then he said, it just can't last any longer than three days, <laughs> which to me, that's way too long. But um, uh, I, for me, an hour. Yeah. Yeah. An hour of, okay, I'm back on the horse, but you, you know, you're a hard worker. I'm a hard worker. Yeah, we're the guy in the clutch, right? Let's give me the ball. Give me the ball. I need the ball. So, um, I, I agree. We've all been through trials and tribulations and, and issues along the way. And, and neither one of our business is perfect right now. I mean, we have constantly have issues that come up. Uh, I've had people that have quit like out of nowhere where I had no expectation. I have no backup. I have no plans. Everybody had to jump in and pitch in. It's, we have all kinds of stuff that happens on a regular basis, deals that fall through, um, struggles, issues. We get paid for that. Like that is why we make good money because we have to make the big decisions. We have to come up with a plan. We have to drive the bus. You are in a leadership role. You are the big cheese, the owner, the CEO of the business. You are the one who lives and dies by those decisions that you make and your paycheck shows that like we bring value to the marketplace by 
I'm taking the risk. I'm providing the jobs. I'm providing the opportunity. I am running the business. It's my responsibility. So big risk, big reward, big, um, you know, big decisions. They have to be made. And I love it. I love being the person in the clutch who makes those decisions. I love, I also love delegating that to my staff. Like just in the podcast that I did these past couple of weeks, listening to them, like they're out hiring people, they're interviewing, they're getting, uh, uh, job applications, they're putting up ads, they're reviewing resumes, they're interviewing people, and then they're recommending their top three people. And then Nate will interview them and then they'll, he'll say, well, I like them all, you pick. And, I mean, it's just amazing. They are, they're hiring the people for the company now. Like, it's so cool to see that we are an actual business, a real company, and bigger than I thought we'd ever be. I thought I would always be engaged in that kind of activity. So, it's really cool to see um, kind of the changes that, that we're making in my company, the changes that you're making. And frankly, everybody in, in definitely in our eight figure group and our seven figure group that are bringing on people and even our six figure members that are hiring their first person, their second, I get to spend time with them in Detroit and see that, you know, they're, they've got like a VA or they've got this first person that they're hiring to bring on. And I, the one guy who's just like doubled his revenue and his number of deals. And I'm just going, you need to get some help like yesterday. Like, what are you doing? You could be tripling, quadrupling that. Um, if, if you, if that's where you want to go, is that where you want to go? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's where I want to go. Absolutely. Okay. Well just go hire one person, man. Just go. I would have, I would have hired way sooner. Oh, I know. But, that's the mistake that I made. Yeah. But, oh, I, I see. You're saying that uh, in your business that what you were doing, if you could go back and do it again, you would have hired people, somebody sooner. Oh, yeah. So yeah. right out the gate, I would have started with help. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look, if you're listening to this and you're at that point where you're like, well, hey, you know, Adam just said he would have hired somebody at day one and Bill would have done the same thing. I, you know, hindsight you is start wherever you are, whatever you have, just start. And it, the opportunities you can't, you, you can't shortcut it. Like just start it, Even if it's just you, like for me, I had to go all in. I had to be like, I'm the personality who's like, I'm not committed to something unless I like light my hair on fire with kerosene and jump off the, a cliff naked or something like that. It, <laughs> this it is happens. true, guys. This is true. Not Maybe not the jumping off the cliff naked. I don't know anything about that. But <laughs> like, I've been trying to get Adam to kind of help help out more with House Hoping HQ, with the, the mastermind groups, with all this stuff. And he's just like, look, I need to, I, I just need to be ready. I'm not ready yet. My business is not there. And I respect that like 150%. I, like that is the best thing for me to hear is not, it's just not right now. I'm just not ready. I want to put everything that I have into it. And so it was like a year kicking the can down actually longer than that. I think this is like two, I, I, this is, I think this is a year. I think it was October that we sat down at that. It was a Mexican restaurant actually. It didn't get equal oh. high, but um, fortunately, so it wasn't a buffet. So we, uh, we talked about it and you got to the point where you're just like, Hey, I'm just not ready yet, man. Um, I'm not ready to do it. I want to do it. I'm uh, you know, I, I love the community, all this stuff. And it just wasn't ready. So what, what I'll say is I think like we're all on a path, like we're all on our path. So wherever you're, wherever you're at on your path right now, it's the right place that you need to be right now. Now, where that fork is going to happen in that path, that's up to you, like to decide whether you're going to go left or right, or whether you're going to, um, you know, what you're going to do, what the next step is for you. Everybody's going to be a little bit different. Everybody needs something different. They want something different. Uh, you know, you probably, you might want a business just like me, or you think you do. Um, and that's great. Like we can help you get there. If you have this, you know, you want to be a one man show or you want to bring on your first employee and, and kind of stay small and keep it all kind of thing. That's fine too. We have people that do that. We easily can help you do that. It's all about just trying to figure out how to, get where you want to get and live the life that you want, like actually finding your why. So I'll challenge each and every one of you right now to sit down. Adam has his two things, his why. My why has changed a ton over time. Like if I sat down and did it six months ago, one year ago, two years ago, it'd be different. Initially, my why was I wanted to make more money. That was it. Like I wanted to make more money because I wanted to retire early when I was young and have my family. I just had our first kid. Then that you need two whys. One that's selfish, that really gets you motivated, and one that's selfless. So mine that's selfless is for my kids. And the one that's selfish is I don't want to go back to a cubicle. <laughs> yeah. so. I, I like that. I like that. I think that's important. Um, and so I'll challenge you guys to sit down uh, like after this podcast, listen to it, and just sit down and write down, like, what is it? Why are you doing this? Because if you don't have a reason, when the times get tough and it gets hard, you're going to quit. Like, I'm telling you right now, I've seen it. I've seen it a ton of times. 
people join the group. They think that they want to get to this place when times get tough, when the, you know, when they reach the fork and they're doubting themselves and they're asking those questions, they have nothing to draw on to remember why they started down this path originally. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, they don't turn left or right. They turn around and they run back the other direction and say, you know what? This doesn't work. This isn't for me. Um, it works for them because they're like this. It works for this person because they're this, they have this, they are this. It's just excuse after excuse after excuse, instead of actually like taking ownership, extreme ownership, right? Manning up. Uh, I don't know if woman up is a word, but like, taking ownership of this and saying, you know what? This is, this is just something that I need to overcome to get to the next level that I want to be at. And that's really where the hard part is. That's where the people that you see at these levels that they've hit those ceilings, they've hit those kind of breaking points and they've pushed through it. They've grown through it. And what, believe me, I've had so many times where it's been tough. It's been really hard for me and I've just pushed past it. You know, we, I, cause I know like I will not fail. And for me, the easiest part for me is, is just not allowing myself to fail. Like I, I, I'm going to do these small failures along the way, these mistakes, these issues that I made, these bad decisions, but now I have more information. I, I can learn from it and I am not going to quit. I'm not going to fail. I'm just not going to give up. And if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way to do it. I heard it put this way. The more willing you are to fail at the small things repeatedly over and over and over, the less likely you are to fail in the big. I love it. It's like, you, you know that you're going you're gonna to win and lose these little like kind of battles along the way, right? But you're not going to lose the war. So yeah, obviously everything for me typically goes back to my military background. But, you know, because it's what happens all the time. Like if you study, I, anyway, we won't go down that road. But look, uh, the why is probably the most important thing that you can do. Because if you just want to dip your toe into real estate and you think that this is the market that you're going to dip your toe in and just go make a bunch of money and falling backwards into it and it's going to be easy, then you're wrong. I'm sorry. Like unless you live in a town of like 5,000 people, there's nobody else there. There's tons of flipping going on and people are just like in major distress and there's, I, I don't, I don't know where that is, but I want to find it. Yeah. We'll be there. We'll be there soon. Um, but you know, it takes, it takes time. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes, it takes, uh, you know, it takes, it takes the, the, the want and the drive to do it. And it can be done. Like I've seen people that should not be successful, be successful. I've seen people that should be successful, not be successful. And like, honestly, there's no like secret formula to all this. I just see, um, I see the people that they, they have a really strong kind of why, this really strong drive to succeed and they're not going to fail. They're not going to quit. They're, and, and then all it takes is the, the puzzle pieces, like sh they're showing them how to put it together. Like they have it all, just kind of designing it for them and showing it, laying it out for them. And the steps along the way where they have support, that's what it takes. That's what it took for me. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. And it's funny because um, I went, when I was, when I was getting ready for Flip Packing Live last year, I went back to the archives of the flip, the, our first Flip Packing Live event, 2016. And um, I was watching, I watched the whole thing because I was trying to prepare for my, for what I'm going to talk about. I watched my um, presentation. I watched some other presentations. I watched some Q&A. And I saw this guy that I recognized walk up to a microphone and ask a question. And at the time, I had no idea who you were. We weren't friends. We didn't interact there that I can remember. We may have talked uh, once, but we didn't go to dinner. We didn't have lunch. We didn't, uh, if you came to my table, I just don't remember. But I, I saw Adam Ray is standing there asking this question. And this is last year. So it's, you know, 2018. It's like September 2018, like a year ago today. And I know you well at this point. And I just sit there and I went, whoa, like this question is, I can't believe where you were in 2016 at Flip Hacking Live and where you are now. I basically, it was basically just like this fast forward to, to that is basically this two years, right? So that was October, 2016. This was September, 20, 2018 that I saw that you asked this question and I just went, wow, it's just amazing to see the transformation that's happened in you personally. Like your confidence was way different. It's just kind of the way that you carried yourself, things like that. Like you were in the back at a microphone and then the next year or two years later, you're on stage at the event speaking and presenting. And honestly, some of the most like 
best presentations I've ever seen that you give is there and at our seven figure and eight figure meetings. And it's just really incredible to see. And it's a, definitely a testament to like who you are, your why, your, your drive, that kind of person that you are, as well as, you know, the, you know, the people that you've had around you and the support that you have. Um, so I love the fact that we kind of are like a team effort. So I take so much pride in seeing that last year and uh, then seeing you at the event uh, last year in 2018. And it's just really cool to see that, I, you know, I had a very small piece of it and other people inside the group had a small piece of that because that's what it's about for us. Like, that's what it's about for me. That's why, that's why I bought this company. That's why I want to keep this going. That's why I want to do the things that we're doing is because like, see, and now you showing me what I should be doing and leading me down the sales path, down all these other creative things that you're doing. And obviously that one phone number that you gave me, making me like another $40,000 on two of our deals as we went at the national market, like we're all helping each other get to the levels that we need to get to. It's just so cool. I'm enjoying it. Thanks for letting me be a part. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question now uh, that I asked all the other guys. So you were down for E. coli. So hopefully you're not ready for this um, because you didn't listen to the other ones. So, Hey, uh, (laughs) So when I asked you to become this, like on this kind of board of directors to come in with me and, you know, just come all in, be all in here. Like, just like you said that you wanted to be, and I gave you this opportunity, called you up and said, Hey, Adam, you know, is this something that you want to do? Why did you say yes? Like, why did you come in with us? Why did you say yes? And why do you want to be a part of this? Yeah. I mean, this group has changed my life and I've seen it change many people's lives in the, in the, in the grand arc of the trajectory of their lives, as well as in the minutia. Um, the character of the people in this group is like no other place that I've seen. It is, uh, people are giving, people are willing, there's no question that's off limits. And truly, it's made an impact in my life. And my wife and I sat down and talked about it, and she was like, this is what helped us get where, we, where we're at. So, yeah, well, We'll we'll do whatever for this group. Like, um, there's a lot of stuff out there, but this is there's something unique about this. These are my people, and uh, and I want to be connected to my people for a long time. And and it's like I just cannot say how excited I am about new people coming in and discovering the opportunity for themselves and starting to build a business and get time freedom and get to where they want to be financially. Like it, the, the fruits of that effort is an incredible, incredible gift. Like I've been able, like guys, it's not about making $5 million for yourself. Like you, you may think you want that, but like, when you get there, it's like, I got to buy a house for my sister who's in seminary, like, and she couldn't afford to go to seminary otherwise. Like, I, I, there's a family that, that has no idea that it's us, but that needed in vitro and couldn't afford in vitro. Like, that is, this group changes lives. Like, that is the thing that's happening inside of this this group, this company, this transparent educational platform is that people, their lives and their destinies are being changed forever. And the residual impact of those lives being changed is just a ripple effect that goes out from there. And I'm just so honored and grateful to be a part of this group, whatever it looks like moving forward. Well, that might be the best answer that I've gotten so far. So um, you're right, man. We're we're a pebble in the pond, you know, and that's it. It's this. The ripple is exactly what what you're talking about. I love it, um, and and it's it's a big thing for me. Is why I wanted to kind of take on the torch and and carry this forward and and keep uh, making it better if I can. So. Um, and I know, I know you're going to be an incredible addition. I'm really excited about what we're going to do here. And uh, so I'd say for anybody that's listening, kind of next step for you would be just to come see us, like come to the event in October. Adam's going to be there speaking. Um, he might not know exactly what I have in store for him yet since we haven't had a lot of time to talk about it, but I've got some great plans for him. Uh, I, won't, I won't announce it on this podcast because we'll talk about it first, but um, I've got a couple uh, blocks that I want him to present on. So 
uh, at two different times. So I think there's going to be some really cool sales stuff and some hopefully some cool marketing stuff that Adam shares with us. And come see us. Come check it out. It's uh, uh, the price of the ticket is not crazy. Um, you know, at Flip Hacking Live, it's in just in a couple months in October in San Diego. Um, it'll be here before we know it, and it's October 10th through the 12th. Um, that's it. I'd say that's probably your first step. If you want to come, you know, check it out and see who we are, see if we're the kind of people you want to work with before spending a bunch of money on a mastermind group or something like that. It's just come hang out with us. And that's what Adam did. Uh, that's what Jeremiah did. That's what a lot of our, our members have done is just come to an event, see what come it's like. Yeah. Come see for yourself. I, I, I totally agree. Like we'll all be there. We'll spend time, spend time with you. Um, I know Adam has trouble saying no, like I do. Um, so if you want to, uh, you know, corner him to ask him some questions, I'm sure he'll, he'll be there to answer them. So it's, um, it's a really great event. It's, um, we don't kind of, you know, withhold anything. It's really, um, three days of just, um, any, anything system process, uh, leadership, uh, accountability, all the stuff that we're going to be presenting on, um, inside of our real estate businesses, about acquiring properties, marketing for deals. Uh, some of the uh, keynote speakers that we have are just fantastic. It's going to be a great event. So come check it out. Spend some time with us. If you are it's like a lot of strategic, and that's great. But Flip Hacking Live, what I love about it is everybody drills it down into the tactical. No, like tell me what you did. Like exactly step by step what you did. I want to know to a T so that I don't have any variation and I can try it for myself. And that's what's different about this. Come on and see all of our tactics, all of our strategy, like nothing's off limits. I like that. I like that. We get into the granular tactics. That's really good. Because a lot of times I feel like I leave some of these events and it's kind of a big picture, fluff, motivation, those kind of things. Gets me pumped up for a little while, but I don't have anything to take back and it's tangible. And that's really the focus that I have of putting together this event this year is how do we make sure that people leave there with you know tangible, actionable items that they can take and implement right away. And um, obviously just be like way overwhelmed. Just pick one or two, three things. And I, I just want to deliver so much value that Day one, you're like, whoa, this is worth 10 times the ticket price. Day two, 10 times the ticket price. Day three, 10 times the ticket price. And then you go off and you can actually execute on these things. And we figure out how to break it down to pick those one or two things that you need to do going forward. So um, go to fliphackinglive.com, grab yourself a ticket or two. Um, we get discounts for multiple tickets. If you want more than two, uh, send us an email at info at houselivinghq.com. Um, October 10th through the 12th in San Diego, it's at the Hilton Bayfront. Um, Make sure you stay at the hotel too. It's a great place to kind of bump into us, spend some time with us and, um, and network with everybody else that's going to be there. So um, Adam, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us today. I'm uh, honored that you came on board with me. I'm really excited to see where we take this thing. And I know even just talking to you the 15 minutes before this, we've got some big plans to roll out here going forward. So it's going to be exciting um, next couple of months as we prepare for Flip Hacking Live. And uh, yeah, I had a ball talking to you today. I, I learned a couple of things I didn't know about you. So, you, buddy. I'm All right. You. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the House Flipping HQ podcast with Bill Allen. If you haven't gotten your tickets to Flip Hacking Live to see our guests live on stage sharing all of their systems and secrets, make sure you go to fliphackinglive.com before tickets are sold out. This is an event you can't miss. We'll see you in San Diego.